0: Thank you for listening to this podcast one production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, dot and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I'm doing great.
1: We got a camp in the house tonight. Yes, we do, man. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Titans, bro, we'll to go off, dude. We ready to do this stuff? We're ready to
2: rock, man. You ready to rock, camera guys. Huh? Ready to roll. Mike, right, you ready. ready? Ready. This is free the hop Box and exclusively available on Apple Podcast and Podcast One.
0: Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, here's Dan Patrick.
3: Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gangs all here. Well, almost. We're uh, Dan at down. Pritzi is off today. None of us knew. We didn't know that he was off today until I came in. And about two minutes ago, I said to Paulie, where's Fritzy?" And I realized Fritzie wasn't here today. But he'll be with us in spirit. <laughs> Wait, is that a good thing that Fritzy's not with us today? Wow, it is. Started early here. All right. McLevin um, is here. Seaton's here. And also Paulie's here. And uh, you, of course, there at home or in your car, at work, wherever you are. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can a variety of ways. You can dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle DP dpshow. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners around the country. Regardless of whether or not you got the result you wanted over the weekend, the Fury-Wilder uh, Wild, uh, fight didn't, uh, did not disappoint there. One of the bigger fights in recent memory, and maybe... One of the bigger heavyweight fights that we've had in recent decades. I mean, if you look back last couple of decades, and it had that unique atmosphere. When you get that super fight, that that fight that's an event, you have A list celebrities there, you have former heavyweight champs there, and the Tyson Fury knocked uh the Tyson Fury knockdown of Deontay uh Deontay Wilder. Man, I better start again here. Um It was something that you saw that you weren't quite sure if they were going to continue this this fight when his uh, corner threw in the towel. Wilder was bleeding from his ear. At one point, Fury appeared to lick the blood off Wilder's body. And uh, for the guy known as the Gypsy King, who probably was over 400 pounds not too long ago, he cemented his status as one of the more interesting athletes in the world, not just fighters. And I don't know how long this goes because it can disappear in a hurry. It would be great for the sport of Tyson Fury's success reinvigorates the heavyweight division and adds the much-needed hype to the boxing world. It's been a while since you've had that feeling where you're watching something. It was must-see TV. And if I was, and I know that uh, Dante Wilder has been critical of his corner saying, look, you didn't need to throw in the towel. The point that I would make is if you're going to have that third fight, then... you you want to make sure that you protect him from himself. And I I certainly understood it. I thought that uh, uh, Wilder was in trouble maybe in the third and fourth round. But uh, Tyson Fury is a boxer. Deontay Wilder is a puncher. And I think you saw that. uh, And I think you get that wrong impression of Tyson Fury because he's 6'8". He's, you know, 275 pounds. Well, he can't be a boxer. He is a boxer. And you saw that uh, Saturday night. Uh, We'll have a poll question, McLovin. I don't know if it's based off the fight. Chris Mannix, who uh, was at the fight, will join us uh, coming up. He's also in Los Angeles for the uh, Kobe Bryant tribute uh, later on tonight. Yes, McLovin.
1: I have a question. I guess it could be a poll question. Do we need to see a Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder rematch? Wasn't there enough that happened on Saturday night to sort of end that story, or will that be good?
3: Well, unless you get him to fight Anthony Joshua— and, and what will happen is Tyson Fury may fight somebody else before we get to Dante Wilder. Wilder may fight somebody else before he gets to Tyson Fury. You know, you could still build that up again. Uh, I think if it would have been close and either one was the victor, then you could really sell that. To me, this Tyson Fury was the better boxer, and he was the better boxer from pretty much the get-go. Uh, Deontay Wilder didn't get that chance to load up and try to. And, you know, I know people are going to be, you know, critical of his corner, saying, well, he wanted to go out on his shield. I've seen too many situations where the boxer goes out on a stretcher, not a shield. You know, and if you're going to have a third fight, then protect him. That's all. Protect him. He took a beating, protect him. But I think you could still sell this. It's just, you feel like this is the preliminary bout to Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua. It feels like that. What else do you have, McLovin?
1: Uh, okay, this is a Pauly special. And off of, we were all pretty grossed out by the fight, parts of the fight. Would you rather get hit in the head or the stomach if you were a person? And also, I think the ears, as we saw on Saturday night, are a vulnerable spot
3: when you're boxing. Well, that was a surprising punch there because that I may have ruptured his eardrum, and then he started bleeding from his ear when he took that shot. And he went down when he took that shot. It, it That's not your typical that was a great punch that you landed. And and I didn't know if that bordered on uh, questionable with where he hit him.
1: Why is that? Is it's illegal to hit the back of the head?
3: Yeah. The rabbit punches, I think they talk about. But where he hit him, he hit him in the ear. I don't know if, you know, Wilder was leaning down towards it or maybe, you know, Fury ended up hitting him there, didn't aim to hit him there. But that was that was a pretty devastating punch because Wilder went down.
1: Is there even a poll question about whether it was a mistake to throw in the towel? Because I feel like... Every media reporter I've seen who've covered it said it was it was over. Um, I But I know the corner said that it was too soon, but it feels like the media is like, oh, God, he was in big trouble.
3: Yeah, I don't want to be somebody who's questioning the corner because I don't know what's going on in that corner. And they do know that. And Mark Breland is an experienced uh, corner man, and if he wanted to throw in the towel or the other trainer wanted to throw in it, then that's, that's on them. Not me to go, oh, well, how can you throw in the towel? He might have really been in trouble there, for all we know. And I think we've seen some fights that have gone on too long. But if they threw in the towel, I I could see, you know, maybe erring to the side of caution, considering the beating you've taken for the last four rounds, three and a half rounds, and if you want to set up another fight. You know, given the ages of these two guys, you know, Deontay Wilder doesn't have much, much longer to be on this kind of pedestal. Yeah, Paul.
4: You know, one thing before the fight, uh, Tyson Fury said, I'm going to go for the early knockout round two or three because I can't win at the cards. So after about the third round, like, man, he, he's really going after him. He's really, and be, like you said, the perception of him, he doesn't look like he's in great shape, yeah. but we don't know. We don't know what's under that. I, I hate to say it, but he has a little bit of flab on the front of him. And I thought the toll opposite. I thought after the third round, like, well, now Wilder's going to, you know, So he took a beating, and he's going to turn this around. I thought it was going to go the other way.
3: Yeah, he just never got off. Uh, And and give credit to Fury because he worked on some things that hurt him in the first first, uh, match between these two, and he was just a a very good boxer there. And it looked like he was pretty confident. I liked the entrances. I liked everything about it. I didn't need the pre-fight hype where they were toe-to-toe with each other. I never bought into that. Unless you throw a punch there, I don't want to see it and then you got to the ring. Uh, you had some celebrities there. You had Mike Tyson was there. Patrick Mahomes was there. Like, those are the kind of nights that you need with boxing. You know, it was just fun. What other poll questions do you have, well, McLevin? I have other poll questions
1: There's some good NBA ones, but I also have some numbers that are leaking in right now. What do you mean? Yes, it's that time of year. Hand sizes are coming out for quarterbacks
3: oh, at the NFL oh scouting my. combine. God. Okay, you have the authority to interrupt me at any point. No matter what is happening, you can interrupt me. All show long. Yeah, so all show long, when you get the hand size of the quarterbacks at the NFL Combine, you may interrupt me.
1: I have one that is going to derail the entire show. You ready? want it now, or do you want to wait a little
3: All right, I'm ready. The official founder of the Hand size with the combine thanks to Hootie and the Blowfish. I knew okay. that song was going to come in handy once. Oh, oh handy. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, I just called oh. you. I think I'm going to call you handy today, McLevin. You called him that before. Andrew. Okay. I quit this, Andrew.
1: The <laughs> NFL Network's Tom Pelcher reports that LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. Comes in at. What would be a bad
4: hand size? What would be a red flag hand size? Is there a perspective here before we find out what Joe Burrows was?
1: Uh, I've heard the sweet spot is between nine and one fourth and nine and three eighths. I mean, uh, nine and five eighths. I don't Wait, know. I just what, sort a of half made that up. Well, what happens <laughs> if you have? Size ten hands. Is size that ten, 10 hands? is too big. You're in Flacco territory. So, so you don't want to be Flacco like. You're a Frankenstein. Car- Carson
3: Wentz has the size ten hands.
1: Yeah, I know. And look how many times he's hurt his knee. <laughs> of course, there's
3: a correlation between the two.
1: Well, okay. Tony Romo is the famous eight eight eight, and you know you never won a Super Bowl, so I guess that. Okay.
3: So I got Joe Burrow. Okay.
1: Want to take a guess? <laughs> I'm going to
3: go n- nine and five eight.
1: Ooh. Any other guesses around the room? Yet?
4: <laughs>
3: I can't believe this.
4: Just to give you an idea, Andrew Luck had 10 inch hands. Matt Stafford over 10 inches. Tebow over 10 inches. Uh, guys like Brett Favre, 10 and 3 eighths inches. That's one of the bigger measurements. I'm gonna go 9 and, nine and a quarter. Quarter from Seattle. Yeah, we just
1: took a hand ago. three weeks ago. We I, started, know, were you, I know. Guys noticing the hands? No, hands? no.
3: I was noticing his height.
1: Yes. Okay. Joe Burrow. Comes in officially at nine inches
3: flat. Oh, oh my boy. God. Bengals decide to trade the pick instead of taking Joe Burrow due to hand size. Tell That's, me he's at least six four. Do we have? Th-
1: t- I can't tell you that. Why not? Because he's not.
3: Oh no! He's
1: no, not- no! You don't want to be six four. Six four is out. The MVP is six two. Lamar Jackson last year's MVP was six two, and Patrick Mahomes. 6'4 is too tall. Way too tall.
3: <laughs> now, now it's too tall.
1: Because you have to be super mobile uh, in today's okay. at quarterback.
3: So you can't be 6'4.
1: Joe Burrow's 6'3? 6'3 and a half.
3: Oh, okay. I was going to say, eight. I knew that he was taller than me.
1: Well, guess whose weight, by the way? I have
3: no idea. <laughs> uh,
1: 222. 221. Oh. That's pretty good. 6'3 and a half, 221. Yeah. That's like a. Yeah. Good-sized guy. That's because you're sizing him up when we met. him. Like, I'm going
3: to get like I'm 220. Gonna see. all right, you're a little taller than me. Hands a little smaller than mine. <laughs> Hair's not as good as mine. You look like you weigh a little bit more than me. All right. I like his hair, though. No? Oh, I know, but it wasn't as good as mine. Yeah, true. No, I actually, he had better hair than I did.
1: So, nine-inch hands. The tweet was from Tom Palacero of the NFL Network. Joe Burrow has nine-inch hands. Now, you think that means nine-zero, right? Like, he wouldn't be like frivolous and say nine-inch hands or it was nine and one-eighth.
3: No, no, no. They would have it right down to the whatever.
1: Now, did Joe Burrow work out to try and increase that by his, by
3: his uh, private workouts? Who was the quarterback who did this? He stretched his hands. He actually successfully stretched his hands. <laughs> wasn't it a, wasn't a guy at Arkansas? <laughs> Brandon Allen? Brandon Allen. Did, he successfully stretched his hands, but did he stretch it like a half an inch? I don't know. I don't think it mattered. Last time I looked, Brandon Allen probably not playing a lot of football. Yeah, Paul.
4: They're showing video <laughs> on TV now of Joe Burrow shaking all our hands <laughs> and their spot shadowing <laughs> the handshakes so we could break it down. You at home could break it down. And
3: rightfully so. If you're watching on audience channel 239 Direct TV or BR Live, you can see this. That's just that's just great work for the folks in Los Angeles at LABC. Yes, McLeod.
1: Okay, Brandon Allen measured eight and a half at the senior bowl. Ooh. And then he measured eight, seven eight inches at the combine, thanks to massage work. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Thank God Fritzy's not
3: here. Oh, I, I know, I know. I actually put the curtain down over Fritzy's chair. What else do you have, McLovin? Do you have other hand signs? No, you know
1: that's the only one I've got. I've seen pictures of two of wandering around the building. Uh-oh. But, uh oh. But do
3: you care about his hands or his height?
1: I would think his height is the big issue. Well, you just told me it doesn't matter if he's around 6 two. It's a combo because Drew Brees has gigantic hands, but was was small. Okay.
3: What else do you have? Uh, okay, uh, we have a lot of NBA questions. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, after the weekend, after LeBron's beat uh,
3: the second best player in the NBA, Jason Tatum, apparently, on Sunday. Jason what? Tatum, he's he's played unbelievably well here. Yeah. In the last, well, so is Zion. I mean, Zion's doing some some fun things here. Uh, He's in his uh, last four games averaging 29. He's shooting 60% from the floor. Now, and he got a three. Finally, he had four that opening night. Hadn't had one since then and had a three, but Jason Tatum, here's LeBron James talking about the Celtics star. You know, the kid is special. And obviously, that's the reason he's first-time All-Star, and he's been special all year. Uh, so, you know, down the stretch, we put K.C. on him as a designated uh, defender. But you know, he had eight eyes behind him. He had uh, four guys, with eight eyes on him, just uh, just trying to help him, talk, communicate. But he was he was special all night. Yeah, and the one thing to keep an eye on is can the Lakers defend that type of player? And I'm not just talking about the talents of Jason Tatum, but Pascal Siakam. You got Kawhi Leonard in there. There's, there's a couple of guys that you're going to run into in the postseason or the chance to run into the postseason, whether it's in the Western Conference or if you get to the finals. Do they have somebody to guard that person? And I think that's why they went out and got Markeith Morris. Maybe he's a physical guy who can guard that kind of player. But that, that's going to be an issue for the Lakers. But they did get the win with LeBron hitting the game winner. This is LeBron after that game. Every game is his own challenge. And uh, we knew that it was going to be a playoff in time, type of uh, atmosphere today. One, because of the rivalry. Two, because of how, how well they played against us in Boston. They beat the hell out of us there. Three, just uh, on the simple side, just two teams that has aspirations of holding a trophy up at the end of the season. So, you know, we knew what uh, we were getting ourselves into. They knew what they were getting ourselves into. And it was a, it was a great game for both teams. Yeah, and, you know, taking that big shot against Jalen Brown. You know, LeBron, he, okay, there's two things that concern me with the Lakers. One is the LeBron James free throw shooting. This is not at the end of games. He's a clutch player in my opinion, but if if he gets to the line, he's not a great free-throw shooter, Um, not even a very good free-throw shooter, and at times not a good free-throw shooter. That and that defense of of trying to guard somebody on the wing because it feels like every team has one of those players who's between 6'8 and 6'10 who can go off on you on the wing. Those are two things – just to keep an eye on, I think, with the Lakers. Now, there's other things. Everybody has their flaws there, but these are things that stood out yesterday. And, and maybe it's recency bias, but LeBron at the line in a big moment, and also Jason Tatum went off on, uh, on the Lakers. But they got the win. Yes, McLovin? We have more coming in. Oh. <laughs> I'm already tired of this. So America. <laughs> Uh, send it out live now to Andrew Perloff. Andrew. Do you want it now? Our, our handyman. Go out to our handyman. The handyman. <laughs> That's his nickname, the handyman. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> do, you want, do you want one now or do yeah, you want it? Yeah, yeah. This is the big one. This is the big one. This, I oh, think this oh, is oh, you, Do we have to wait? Paulie's giving me the definitely wait side. Or he's either that or he's swimming. I can't tell what these arm motions mean. Uh,
3: Let's see. This program brought to you by True Car. Go to True Car to build your car and uh, compare models by options. From discovery to pricing to reviews, get everything you need, the new True Car. Looked like Paulie was an official calling traveling there. As he, you know, telling McLovin, wait until after the break to bring up the big one. Uh, Let me see. So we got our poll question, or at least I think we do. By the way, the big one or the small one, we will see. Okay, this could be Tua
1: yeah. punk Violoa. how tall he is. Yeah, we have – we have actually, we have just a
3: whole slew of other poll options. That we haven't decided yet. All right, uh, so Chris Mannix, who covered the fight, will join us uh, coming up. What's next for both of these fighters? Mike Florio from NBC Sports, where do we stand with that 17-game regular season schedule? He was the Zamboni driver, and then he became the star – Uh, making his debut at the age of 42. uh, David Ayers will join us uh, coming up. Reggie Miller will stop by as well, talk about uh, all things NBA, including the tribute to Kobe Bryant and his daughter coming up later at Staples. So all of that's coming up on today's show. Best and worst of the weekend, what you saw that you liked, you didn't like, your opportunity to weigh in. You can uh, dial us up, 877-3DP-SHOW. wait, wait. Wait. (laughs) Take a break here. We'll come back with Is it two is height or hand size? After the break. 19 after the hour. Back after this.
2: Do you own or rent your home? Sure, you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners' or renters' insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to geico.com, get a quote and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. I'm doing great. I'm so going the house tonight. Yes, we do, man. <laughs> Unbelievable,
1: man. Tight.
2: <laughs> you know, to go off, dude?
1: We ready to do this stuff? I'm ready to rock, man.
2: You ready to camera, yeah, Guys,
1: ready. ready to roll. Mike, you ready? Ready. Ready.
2: This is free to the Hot box and exclusively available on Apple Podcast and Podcast One.
3: You probably didn't know this. I don't know how you'll celebrate this, but it's hand size Monday. At least at the NFL Combine, McLevin just broke the news. Well, somebody else broke the news to McLevin, who broke the news on the program. Joe Burrow's height and hand size. He is six three and a half, and his hand size is nine and what? McLevin.
1: Joe Burrow is nine foot nine inches flat.
3: <laughs> nine inches flat. Hmm. What a disappointment. According to Tom Palisero, nine zero. Okay, and the next one is Tua Tonga Valoa.
1: Tua's measurements. Are out. Okay.
3: It, <laughs> hand size, nine and three quarters. Very close. All right. And his height, is he 6'2"? Okay, uh, no. He is six foot even. Wait, I I was asking a question sort of for myself to answer.
1: You, okay. You ruined the suspense there. 6'2", which he was listed at
3: Alabama. I just ruined it. Yeah. But you I've, saw
1: him. Did you really think six two? No.
3: No. I was going to say that he's one. Tua is six feet tall. Yes. That'll work, right? I don't know. Why don't schools just tell the truth?
1: Well, <laughs> in high school, were you listed at the accurate
3: thing? Yes, unfortunately. Why? 6'3", 148. That killed your recruiting. You should have been <laughs> 6'6", 190. No. No. I played a lot bigger. No, I, no, we weren't lying about our height or weight back then.
1: I was listed at 6'6", six, six, no joke. Number 55, 6'6", six, six, coming off the
3: bench. Andrew McLovin-Perlon. Andrew. Andrew. Handyman.
4: Yes, Paulie. His Tua's player comp is Russell Wilson. Russell came in at the combine at 5'11", even, 204 pounds. Okay. If two is 6'2", 217. Inch taller, uh, 13 pounds heavier. Hmm. So that's, you know, I don't think anyone's be concerned. Kyler Murray's five ten.
3: I don't care, but I haven't cared in decades. But everybody else, all these NFL personnel go. You got to have a guy who's sturdy in the pocket. You got to be six five. You got to be two twenty five. I just want to know if you can play. There are a lot of guys who look the part. Yeah, McClellan. Breeze was six
1: foot two. Uh, with six foot as well? Six foot also. Six foot also. Yeah. That's another comp size. By the way, do you want to his hand size? Sure. I just said three quarters, 9 is 7, 8. Oh,
3: okay. All right. So sure with big hands will work because Russell has that. I just summer. don't know if you can play. I, I I don't care. You know, it's like you got to have big hands if you're going to play in cold weather. All right. Are there any measurements or height at any position that
1: you kind of stick out to, like 40 for a cornerback or no. press? you just
3: ignore most of this? Position? I, I, I ignore most of this because I, I think it's all superfluous. You can make it something, or you can make it very little or make it nothing at all. Because just like we're doing. Oh, well, Joe Burrow's hands, uh, okay, can he play? Yeah, he's 6'3 and a half. Oh, is that too tall? Is too tall? Tua with his height. That's the problem with that position. We keep trying to put somebody, you know, in this mold and say that's what you have to be. And, therefore, how many teams have made mistakes because they buy into that.
4: Yeah, Paul. i love to see a quarterback, instead of refusing to uh, take the wonder lick, refusing to do the hand measurement test. Just, he keeps his hands in his pockets the entire time in Indianapolis, even out on the street.
1: Uh. All
3: right, we'll uh, come up with our poll question, I believe. Are we going to stay on the fight there, McLovin?
1: Sure. Which question you want to ask? Did they throw in the towel too early, yes or no? Okay. The other option is. Do you, kind
3: of- Do you want to see a, a a third fight? Do you want to see a yeah. rematch? We could ask that too. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm curious about that because I can't argue with what the the corner did for Deontay Wilder. That's that's on them, and they know their fighter. And if you, if you're going to have another fight with Tyson Fury, then throw in the towel because you were not winning that fight. Tyson Fury was the better boxer. Chris Mannix saw the fight. The uh, senior. Uh, NBA writer, boxing writers for Sports Illustrated, also the, the, the Zone who joins us on the program. Let me start there, Chris. Do you want to see a third fight between these two? Uh
5: I, I would want to see it. Um if I had my my druthers, I would like to see something happen in between, uh specifically the, the Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua matchup, which, you know, in addition to being the biggest fight ever in British boxing history is Easily the biggest fight that can be made in boxing today. That's the kind of fight, Dan, that would sell out Wembley Stadium in about 35 seconds, and and just be a monster show. So, I, I would like to see it down the line, but you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Wilder, you know, kind of come back against somebody first.
3: What did you hear about uh, Wilder's corner throwing in the towel? Was that the right move in the seventh? Well, there there are multiple
5: kind of. Things that, that interest me, and, and at the flap of the fight, I asked JDs, the head trainer for Deontay Wilder, who has been with him every step of the way of his career, exactly what happened because the man that threw in the towel was Mark Breland, who's the assistant trainer with that group. Now, Mark is the only one there in that corner that has fighting experience. He's a former world-class boxer in the 1980s, um, a very accomplished guy. But he's not the head trainer, and it's rare, if not impossible, to have ever seen an assistant trainer throw in the towel. And Jay said something along the lines of, well, we operate more like an NFL team where I'm the head coach and Mark's the coordinator, and he has more authority. But, but that was strange. He, all that aside, he did the right thing in that moment. Uh, Deontay Wilder can't win a decision against Tyson Fury. Deontay Wilder really can't win a decision against almost any top heavyweight in the world. He's just not that, that type of fighter. So if you watch that fight, by the fourth round, you know that Deontay Wilder is hurt, you know that his legs are gone, and you know that his power is gone as a result. So if we can see it, obviously Mark Breland can see it, and there's really no sense in Wilder taking a substantial beating over the next five rounds if he has no chance at, uh, at, winning, at at winning and make any kind of comeback with one big punch.
3: If you were going to create a, a boxing figure, you you would you still wouldn't even create Tyson Fury. He feels like he's created with everything he's gone through: being overweight, being suicidal, being on drugs, losing all that weight, coming back, winning the heavyweight championship of the world. Uh, how far to, how far can he take this? Oh, I think he
5: can take this to. Uh, much higher heights. I mean, he is now in a position where if the politics of boxing don't get in the way, he can have one of the great heavyweight careers. I mean, one of the things that's plagued the great heavyweights of the last 20 years has been either the lack of opponents or the the inability to make fights because of the, the fractured nature of boxing. I mean, Vladimir Klitschko spent over a decade as uh, a world champion, a unified world champion, but I mean, his fights often went unnoticed because they didn't fight anybody. They didn't have any of those top-tier opponents to face. Over the next 18 months, Dan, you know, if Tyson Fury fights and beats Anthony Joshua, which is a great fight and, frankly, not, not one I'm sure that he, he's going to win, but if he fights and beats Anthony Joshua, if he fights and beats Deontay Wilder again, you know, with his personality, which is as flamboyant as any heavyweight I've ever covered and hmm. what most people tell me is the most flamboyant since Muhammad Ali, his backstory – um, yeah, you know, he has a chance to to enter the mainstream consciousness in, in maybe no f- a way that no fighter ever has since the days of Mike Tyson.
3: Yeah, it was quite an entrance. Uh, you know, he's licking blood off uh, Wilder's neck. He sings American Pie, you know, almost the full song after the uh, the bout. Hey, you you got to
5: just just in aside, Dan. You you've got to be careful with Tyson Fury. I, I did. I almost got fired from NBC for for because of Tyson Fury because. Back in the day, I, I did. I was part of the broadcast team for his first fight against uh, uh, against Steve Cunningham. It was at Madison Square Garden, the theater, and this is main network NBC. So you got commercial breaks there. So Tyson wins that fight by knockout and at the end of the fight. He's ripping the microphone away from me as I'm holding on to it for dear life. He's pulling it away from me, and he starts singing another song in the middle of it. Let's just say after that I got a a couple of phone calls from network executives there reminding me that I'm uh, not supposed to give up the microphone.
3: You never give up the microphone. I've had a couple of incidents at the Super Bowl on the podium where that happened. We're talking to Chris Mannix, great uh, NBA writer, boxing writer. Uh, You got the Kobe Bryant tribute that'll be at the Staples Center. I'm looking at all of the teams that are um, giving the opportunity for some of their, some of the players to represent these teams at this uh, tribute. What do you expect to happen with this?
5: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, honestly. I mean, I'm headed over there in a couple of hours and I, I expect it to be incredibly emotional, um, You know, I'm expecting, just based on some of the Instagram stuff, we'll probably see Vanessa Bryant for the first time uh, out in public. Um, I I really don't have an answer, Dan. I mean, it's just you you got the Celtics who are sticking around after the game yesterday, and you'll see a lot of members of their team um, at that memorial. And I think you'll hear from a lot of different players and certainly from LeBron once again. And it's just going to be powerful. I mean, this this was, you know, like one of the hottest tickets out there. I mean, they're going to see the Staples Center uh, completely sold out, and it's just going to be uh, a really emotional scene.
3: And they're going with 224-20 uh, for uh, Kobe's number yeah. 24, and Gianna's number was two. Uh, so, therefore, that's why we have the 22420.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be a memorial for both, and certainly a memorial honoring all the victims of that crash. I mean, it's one of those things that you kind of walk into with no idea exactly what you're going to see, except, you know, a lot of Laker fans and a lot of a lot of tears in
3: the crowd. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate your time. You guys, Dan. That's Chris Mannix, Sports Illustrated, and also a boxing writer and a reporter for his Zone. You got the Rockets uh, sending James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Uh, Kobe's wife and three surviving daughters are expected to attend. Um Clippers are going to have players there. The Golden State Warriors will. The Memphis Grizzlies, uh, who play at Staples on Monday night, will also have players there as well. They're expecting more than 200,000 fans. A celebration of life for Kobe. That will air on ESPN and uh, ESPN Radio. That's at 1 o'clock Eastern. Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, Steve Kerr says, Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and the team's GM, Bob Myers, will represent the Warriors. So you got to... Uh, quite a few teams sending some representatives there for that celebration of life with Kobe Bryant. Best and worst of the weekend. We'll have that for you coming up. You can also give us your best and worst. 877 3DP Show. Email address DP at Danpatrick.com. Twitter handle with DP Show. Top of the hour, Mike Florio will help us understand. Oh no, a hand size is in. What can be more important than Joe Burrow and Tua Tonga Violoa, McLevin?
1: Wow. We're getting into the small hands category. I don't even know if I want it. It's, some people are not going to be happy after this morning's measurements.
3: Does Justin Herbert have small hands? Find out after the break. Well, wait, I have a couple more minutes before the break. Hmm. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to do that to build up the option okay, I,
1: here? I give you an option. Do you want to go with a small hand guy or a gigantic hand guy? Uh, let me go, Gigantor. Okay, you just nailed it on the head. Uh, Justin Herbert has huge hands. Okay, and he he measured a ten inch hand uh, and height. Guess his height, Justin Herbert, Oregon quarterback,
3: six three and a quarter. Oh no no no! Oh six uh, six huge. six five and five eighths. He went over 6'6 six, six. Six, six and a quarter. Uh-oh.
1: I know that's real trouble. People are hoping he get under six six.
3: Uh oh. <laughs> Did you see what yeah. they're showing? The 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 I have this rubber hand that you can you you can put your hand in it and you can hold a beer with it. <laughs> that gigantor hand. That's that's not Justin Herbert's hand there. <laughs> All right, the small hand is attached to who? Uh, yeah, I feel so bad for this guy. Is this love?
1: No, no, no. I haven't seen Jordan Love yet. It might have happened yet. Okay, but uh, okay. This is a guy who had a lot of success in college, but has not really gotten that much buzz as a potential first-rounder. He's not a huge guy, not a really strong-arm guy, but he was in the Final Four a couple of years ago. Not Jalen Hurts. Hurt. No, Hurts did come in, too, but I didn't even think he wanted that. Okay. Uh, Average arm had a lot of success. Beat out. Bryant? No. Kelly Bryant? No. Oh. No. Beat out a couple of future superstars. Well, beat out one future superstar, Justin Fields, and beat out another, Jacob Eason, who got measured today at the University of Georgia. Oh, prom? Yes, small hands. Uh oh. Eight and seven eighths, Dan.
3: Do you think wherever he goes now, people are going to stare at his hands? Like, they won't even make eye contact? Absolutely. (laughs) He just walks around with his hands in his pocket now, all over. He's going to wear gloves, mittens. Yeah, Paul.
4: Can he go back to college and prepare
1: his hands for next year and get them bigger? No chance, right? He measured his 6'1 and 7'8", which I guess is pretty good. And they give wingspan for a quarterback. I don't even know what that means. I guess it's – put your head – he's got 75 wingspan.
3: I I remember talking to uh, a source who talked about him and said he was as bright as any quarterback that he had seen. Like, he was really a good student of the game. But he didn't have the great – he had a great – he had an NFL offensive line at Georgia. But he – and he was very intelligent. He just didn't know if he had the qualities, like the actual um, talent, athleticism to play in the NFL and be a star in the NFL. So that was back – it might have been prior to the Notre Dame game, maybe after the Notre Dame game. But there – I just remember – where I wanted to know how good he was, and uh, I remember the scout said, "Well, he's got a, an NFL offensive line, and he's really smart, but I don't know if he's athletic enough to be a starter in the NFL." Yeah, I mean, with hands that small, you better be smart if you're playing quarterback. Yeah, the scout and seven, eight. Yeah, the scout didn't mention his hand size. He didn't. He wasn't aware of it. It was implied in yeah, the well, scout. Of stage, it was. By the way, of course it was. All right, uh, Mike Florio, top of the hour. Uh, the Zamboni driver, uh, David Ayers, will join us coming up. He made his NHL debut. I have some numbers on that. that, uh, I don't think he's the oldest to ever make his NHL debut at 42. I think there's a legendary figure who made his NHL debut at the age of 43. Have that for you coming up. Also, Reggie Miller will join us as well. Your phone calls are always welcome. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW. And we'll get to those coming up. Play of the days up next here on the Dan Patrick Show.
0: If you're looking to add some excitement, make BetDSI.com your betting partner. Use BetDSI's live betting platform where you can watch all the events and even bet all the games until the final whistle. New members get 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. Why choose BetDSI? BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years and is top rated on betting review sites. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week. BetDSI has a user-friendly interface and mobile site and has the fastest payouts in the industry simply play, win, and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything: bet on NFL, NBA, NHL, boxing, and all other major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play and every minute until the end. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI and use promo code DP101 and get this limited time on 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash. It's only a game until you bet it. Bet DSI.
2: Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at PodcastOne.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Oh,
3: my God. The play, the play of the day. Put it left,
0: I got it. Play it, play it. This
1: is the play of the day. Check this out. Here goes Keith Buckley, And they will turn it around. The win
3: on the near side. And for the first time, they'll get three out of it. And a Courtesy of Sirius XM Radio. Little Nelly, St. Louis native. Football back in St. Louis for the first time since 2015. And the uh, Battle Hawks have the first kickoff return for a touchdown. St. Louis wins it. They don't almost 30,000 fans there. That was nice. Nice little crowd there. Play of the day. Brought to you by Tacovas. Gentlemen, listen up. Tacovas boots are handmade. Full-grain leathers. World-class bootmakers. Tacovas cuts out the middlemen. Sells directly to you at amazing prices. Shipping returns, exchanges are free and easy. Visit Tecovas, dot com slash T-P. Tecovas Western Goods for new frontiers. Uh, any other hand sizes? Any other heights?
1: Yeah, we got a guy you asked about. Uh, Jordan Love yeah. is out. Um, do you want me to just give it to you? or He doesn't seem like a big guy. 6'3 and 6'8". Six, eight, six I'm sorry. I don't know why they're listening it at 6'8".
3: Man, I didn't think he was that tall.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, two twenty-four. But here's the big headline for him. Okay, hands ten and a half.
3: Okay, well, now he can play. Well that's all I needed to know. They, the scouts seemed to love him, uh, and I remember watching I, at least one full game, and it felt like they they were outmanned. They didn't have he didn't have a lot of talent there, or they had injuries there. Was that
1: the LSU game by any chance? No, they got killed by LSU.
3: No, this would have been a game that I should never have watched.
1: Oh, like one of those later. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. Like, why am I watching this? By the way, I watched the Oregon-Arizona basketball game. Yeah, your guy. Oh, my my God. Peyton Pritchard went off for, I think, 38. And Bill Walton's calling the game. And, of course, you got Nico Mannion in there with Arizona, so I wanted to see how well he would do. I, I don't think Oregon's very good, but... You know, Pritchard's going to play in the NBA. Uh, he's got great range. Uh, he's quick, fast, uh, not afraid. Uh, Nico Mannion's got some work. I know there were some mock drafts that had him in the top ten. He's not ready. He, he's got talent. He's not ready. I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know kids who aren't ready and they get drafted. But uh, Pritchard's a senior. Yeah, McLovin.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask uh, Nico Mannion. I after you tweeted, uh, texted, I said watch that game. Uh, yeah. I was like, Nico Mannion's not ready to go pro. So.
3: He could probably come back, right? He's oh, not yeah. a go out, guy. He should come back. He just he's just not ready yet. Got a lot of talent. Not ready. Yeah, Paul. I love you breaking down some pac twelve hoops. Oh, my I know. Game. I, I That's just, awesome. I but I think the game started around nine o'clock, so it, it was right in my wheelhouse.
4: Was it on that cool Oregon home court?
3: Uh or was it Arizona? It was in Arizona. In okay. Arizona, yeah. Yeah. And and Oregon won by two. Yeah, McLovin.
1: You say that they, you don't know how good they are. Is does that mean anything ahead of this tournament? Isn't it any? Aren't all sixty four teams in it in a way?
3: I mean, they could be as good as any of these other teams. But can you win six games in a row? I mean, that's. I guess you got maybe, probably, six teams that could win seven games in a row. Is there
1: that big a difference between say an Oregon and a San Diego State or a Dayton or a even a Baylor? I don't know. But you've got to win six games in a row. But how do you know if Baylor could win six games in a row?
3: I don't, but they did win, you know, 23 in a row before losing to Kansas. San Diego State lost this weekend. They had won 26 in a row. Gonzaga had won 19 in a row and lost. So the uh, two schools with the uh, longest active winning streaks, Dayton and New Mexico State at 16 apiece. But, you know, when it comes to trying to handicap this field, uh, it, it's tougher because I don't think you have great players. And usually with a great player that you can kind of ride that player. You know, when Carmelo Anthony was at Syracuse, even though he had a, a really good supporting cast and he had a Hall of Fame coach, Melo being a freshman, you know, he, he they got hot at the right time and they rode his coattails with, you know, Jerry McNamara and they ended up winning a national title. we thought that maybe Zion would do that for Duke, but, uh, you know, obviously weren't able to do that. I don't know if you have that player this year where you go, that guy right there. You know, Obi Toppin at Dayton is a really wonderful player. I don't know if you can load up on him and you can win six games in a row. Yeah, McLovin.
1: I think some of this is defined by the fact that Duke and North Carolina are down. I mean, North Carolina's out, but Duke feels a lot down, even though they're still, I think, top ten.
3: Kentucky doesn't have a big-name player. Syracuse is on the bubble here. Uh, Louisville. You know, so you got these blue bloods that you normally expect them to be there. You know, I mean, there's a couple of surprising stories. UCLA's been a surprising story there. there there's a, a few of them, but uh, you know, as far as the typicals, you're going. Uh, you, know, I mean, you know, Kansas is in there, and Bill Self is, you know, maybe got the best team in the country. I don't know. Uh, Gus in Los Angeles. Hey, Gus, what do you have? Hey there, Mr. DP. Good morning. Hey, bud. Uh, I'm just calling, uh, about to start making my way down to Staples here in a little bit, the Memorial. And I just wanted to reach out and say thank you to you and the Danettes. Um, You know, the 27th was a rough morning to get through, but you guys did it. You you guys have helped us, Laker fans, Kobe fans, Los Angelinos. Anybody that hurt over this tragedy – you guys get up every morning and you guys do the best damn job out of anybody in the industry to help us get our minds off it. Like, you guys are making me laugh with the hands and everything, the hand
0: measurements. And so, you know, it's kind of like, it, you know, yes, it's going to be a celebration of life, but it's going to be a
3: rough morning saying goodbye to my, the only man I ever looked up to as an idol because I didn't have a father growing up. And uh, I just wanted to say thank you to you guys every morning. I'm listening you, Fritzie, uh, Paulie, Seaton, McLovin. Everybody, thank you guys across the board. You guys are hands down the best. I I love you guys. You guys have a great hell of a week. Take care. Thank you, Gus. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. Mike Florio at the top of the hour. Where do we stand on this 17-game regular season? Also, former Zamboni driver David Ayers will join us after making his NHL debut, and Reggie Miller will stop by as well.
0: Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening.